What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. We are back on Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. I'm Russ Coleman. Joining me, as always, is Steve Balistrieri in the right-hand corner. In the secret square, in the bottom, is Derek Havens. In this episode, guys, we're going to talk a little bit about Cam Newton, a lot about some other stuff as well. We have a lot of topics to get to in this show. We are live on the PatsFans dot com facebook page patriots fourth and two facebook page and russ underscore goldman so if you have a topic for derek myself or steve feel free to share it in the comment section we will get to it okay i know i have my my own thoughts on cam <laughs> newton and i'm sure you guys know what those are i won't go first derek you go first what are your thoughts on cam newton's return to the new england patriots it's what I wanted. I have my reasons. How about you? Well, I think this is something that a lot of us kind of saw coming as more and more weeks materialized from, you know, the season uh, ending. It just seemed like between the options on the free agent market and the options on potential trade market, there just weren't a lot of things that made sense. Uh, and for, the, you know, look for Cam, uh, you know, this is somewhere where, Seems like he enjoyed his time last season. I also we also know the reality of. I'm not sure how many other options he had. Uh, so he took another deal, which is very team friendly. I believe the only money really locked in for Cam is about three and a half million. Um, even if the Patriots made another move at quarterback throughout the offseason at some point, and let's say Cam got cut in uh, training camp. I think he still owed like only like 3.6. So I don't think it really secures anything. What to me, the only thing it really locks in is the fact that when the Patriots are trying to go to these free agent, uh, you know, whether the receivers or tight ends or any free agent on the market, they say, look, Cam Newton's our quarterback right now. So at least they have a name to put there. It's not just a Jarrett Stidham. And you know, one thing you can say about Cam is his, his name still carries a little bit of weight, but look for the Patriots. I, I think that it, you can look at it as a positive in terms of, all the adversity that he went through last year and uh, you know, all the changes that were made around him. And now if the Patriots can kind of bolster up some of these offensive weapons, second year in the system, you know, hopefully he's able to have a better year this year. 
look, to me, I still want the Patriots to draft a quarterback high in the first round. I still want them to target a guy. Cam can be a bridge guy for one year. He's a placeholder to me. Um, You know, I, I don't think he's, I think he's a good guy for the locker room. So I'm really not upset about the move. It's just not a great position to be in because at the end of the day, even though I know that there were circumstances that affected Cam negatively last year, I just don't believe he is anywhere close to the player he used to be. And I just don't know if, uh, you know, he's going to be able to really marketably improve from last year, even if the environment around him and players around him change, you know, that that's just kind of to be determined. But for right now, I think if you're the Patriots, at least you have something in place, uh, you know, a little bit earlier than they did last year. Right, Derek. But for you and me who want them to draft the next quarterback, this is, for me, the biggest indication that, that they're going to. Now, you and I could be wrong that they won't draft someone high up, but I think this tells me that they will. Now, could they still bring in another quarterback? We'll talk about that because, again, there's been rumblings that, who knows, they might bring in another quarterback. Some reporters have mentioned that. But for but to, me, to me, to me, I don't think that they're going to sign another I don't think they're going to sign another free agent veteran quarterback. I think if they do that, it will be after the draft if they don't draft somebody yeah. that they like. But yep. I, I, I do I don't rule out the Jimmy Garoppolo thing still because like we've talked about for weeks, the 49ers have been pretty open with everything. I think they are looking to upgrade if possible. If they are not able to upgrade, then they're going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. If they can upgrade, they'll move on from Jimmy. But the Patriots can't wait nope. for 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 them to you know, kind of upgrade. So they have to move now. So that's why you move now with Cam, and that way you have something in place. If the the 49ers move up and they draft Justin Fields or Trey Lance or whatever, and uh, they have their quarterback and they want him to start right away, then they can release Jimmy or Trey Jimmy after the draft, and maybe the Patriots can look at it then, and then maybe you have a decision to make on Cam. But like I said, you know, even if he plays every game this I mean, people can see the contract details online. Yeah. It's a it's a very team friendly deal. Sure. It gives them a lot of flexibility. Still, right now, like I said, it's a placeholder, and uh, I don't think there's anything guaranteed there. Right, and I described it as a placeholder, just like you did. And this is what I wanted. I wanted this, Derek, partially because <laughs> I thought that it would force their hand to draft the next quarterback. That that would also just tell us that they're going to draft the next quarterback. But as you mentioned. Could they still go after Garoppolo? Will they go after Garoppolo? There have been reports that they were trying. Who who knows? But this is the situation at hand. So for me, if nothing else changes, meaning before the draft, I think they're going to draft the next quarterback, and that's what I want. I want the rebuild to begin. The rebuild begins when they draft the next quarterback, Derek. So for me, this is an indicator that they're headed in that way, but only time will tell if you and I are right. Steve, your thoughts on bringing Cam back, and uh, then I'll I'll come back and I'll share my thoughts on the reaction to Cam coming back, which has been very interesting. But I just want your overall thoughts about bringing him back. Derek and I see him as a placeholder. Your thoughts. Wrote about it uh, over the weekend. It came out this morning for the Sunday Pats fans uh, column. But he's a placeholder, and anyone who's thinking otherwise – is deluding themselves. He has a one-year contract. That's right. And and everyone looks at the possible numbers of fourteen million, and then they're wringing their hands like, "Oh my God, Bill has lost his mind. He needs to be fired. Stop with this nonsense." If oh, Cam earns, if Cam earns his fourteen million this year, it's because he lit it up 
because yep. the Patriots put those parameters in there, and they're not going to be easy to obtain. So if he earns fourteen million, we're going to be happy campers next. That's year right. Because That's a good point. That that means the Patriots have have gone deep into the postseason. He's a placeholder. Um, you know, he wasn't my first choice, and he wasn't the Patriots' first choice. Sure. They made it very clear that Jimmy Garoppolo was plan A. But, you know, to me, Jimmy Garoppolo, the only way he was going anywhere is if they made that trade with Houston, which everyone was rumored that the 49ers were going to go after, you know, Deshaun Watson. But uh, honestly, I mean, if they make that move with Houston, well, then I'm sure Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be part of of that deal where at least now Houston will have a placeholder for a year and then they draft their guy. And even again, I mean, even if the 49ers draft one of the top young quarterbacks in the league, Garoppolo is still going to be your placeholder this year. That's why, you know, it's like uh, I didn't really see that coming to fruition because are they going to throw a, a young quarterback to the wolves on day one? I don't see that happening. I think they hold on to Garoppolo for a year, just like the Patriots are going to hold on to Cam Newton for a year. But right, you know, right, when, when you're looking at the rest of the free agent market out there, I mean, it makes sense to, to, for them to bring back Newton. Uh, he already has some uh, experience in the system now after a year. Um, right. You know, uh, he has the locker room. Exactly. The play, the, you know, regardless of what the fan base thinks, the players believe in him. The players, and that's huge, Steve. That's huge. I don't care what anyone says. Believe in him. That's huge. And it, who cares what the fans think? The players in the locker room believe in him. And right. contrary to what some of them are saying online, Cam Newton still holds a lot of sway with veteran players out there. And I think Derek mentioned he's going to draw more players than Jared Stidham by a long shot. And, I mean, if they had signed, who, Gardner Minshew? You think uh, guys are going to be lining up to play with him? Don't get me started on Gardner Minshew. Uh, Don't get me started on him either. But that's a story for another It doesn't matter. Yeah, forget forget Gardner Minshew. I mean, pretty much any free agent quarterback available, include Ryan Fitzpatrick in them, you know, like, you know, whoever. Cam Newton's holds more weight, you know, than he Yeah, he absolutely does, Derek. And I'm glad that you brought that up because that's part of this. Because the response to Cam Newton coming back, and I, I want to go there now because, again, this is what I wanted. So I'm, I'm going to take my victory lap on this because I actually wanted this. But I wanted it because I want them to find the next quarterback. And as Steve just mentioned, we might have thought that Garoppolo was a good fit. The Patriots might have thought Garoppolo was a good fit. But it takes two teams to make a deal, and there were a lot of things that had to happen for Garoppolo to end up with the Patriots. And there are some that just thought, oh, you know, the Patriots just can give him a call and that they'll just hand him back because we handed him to them. It doesn't work that way. So, And the Patriots can't wait for the potential of Jimmy Garoppolo to come back. They can't. They have to do something. They made this move. And then I've heard the criticism, why they have to do it before free agency began. I think they had to do it because, again, they need to bring in players. You guys want them to bring in wide receivers, even other players. And I don't care what anyone says. Regardless of how Newton played last year, how banged up he was, 
He's still a draw, as you guys both said. He is also a presence in the locker room, as you guys both said. So I am actually repeating what you guys have already said because (laughs) it just emphasizes why I think this was the right move to make. Now, yeah, I mean, the Patriots ahead, were not – we can all agree that the Patriots were not in a good position quarterback-wise. Absolutely uh, okay. not. And we, we knew that going into this, and we and even now I would say the same thing. Uh, but for what's available, it makes the most sense. And look, I mean, like we, we talked about it, I mean, the, the deal to me is when you, when, I, when you first saw one year, $14 million, I was like, there's no way it's anything close to that, and it's not. And like Steve already said, and I couldn't agree more, yeah. people are complaining about, oh, 14 million for Cam, you know, <laughs> and I think Miguel. Uh, there it is. I'm going to share this right now. If yes, Cam thank you. earns all of his incentives, <laughs> on, on it means Q, a Super Bowl Miguel. victory. Thank you, That's Miguel. That's it. So if thank he does you, earn the 14 million, anyone complaining about that, you have to understand that means that he <laughs> absolutely dominated this year. So it's not, it's a win-win situation. So Steve pointed that out, Miguel, right on cue. That was kind of exactly. bizarre. I love everything about that. Uh, and I hope you're doing well, Miguel. I uh, and, I mentioned look, Miguel in my Sunday column today. I hope yes, you did. did. Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I look at it and I, I, I get why people are maybe frustrated because it is a frustrating thing. But look, we knew this was not going to be an easy rebuild. We talked about that last offseason, yep. all throughout the season. Now, you can build a team and rebuild the team and not have the quarterback in place because you can still use a placeholder like a cam or whatever. Exactly. And yeah. build up the offense around him so that when you do have that young quarterback or whoever's available to step in, you're good to go. You can, you know, you can build a team up around him in place. And I think the team realizes that, look, you know, Cam has his shortcomings, but there was not a lot of talent around him. There was a lot of issues around it last year. And I think that, look, the writing's been on the wall too. If you look at someone like Mike Reese, who doesn't exactly just throw things against the wall and, you know, make things up, he's been talking about the team wanting to have a quarterback and free agency was important to them. And then all of a sudden this happens. If you read, you know, he has a, you know, he has his normal Sunday column and every morning I always read Steve's and I always read Mike's and he, Mike's talking about, uh, you know, talking about, you know, one of the bigger tight end options or some other options to help support cam. I just, it, when there's smoke, there's fire. The team is definitely going to be going, I think relatively aggressive in the market. Um, and we'll get to that, I guess in a second, but I think they're going to look at it and say, we know that Cam has issues, but we can do a better job of putting him in a position to be successful. Yep. Yes. Right. And then the Patriots, I, you know, in my Sunday piece that I wrote, they broke their own cardinal rule. They put him in a bad position to succeed last year. I mean, nothing against Jacoby Myers, who I think is awesome. But when he's your number one target, you know, and you and the Patriots system, I uh, on Friday, I heard there was a tremendous radio show on Sirius XM. I was driving down the highway and there was nothing on music wise. Everyone was talking. So I said, well, let's see if I can find some NFL talk. I uh, turned it on there and Charlie Weiss was hosting Mike Reese and they were talking about the Patriot system. And Charlie Weiss even said, and this is the former offensive coordinator without a viable tight end. That offense isn't going to go. Because everything's built on having a tight end that you can count on. In the he would crunch. know. And he would know. I mean, he won three Super Bowls. You and know, if you look those, at the last two seasons, tight end has been really 
totally thirty second unaddressed. Order. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. If you look at yeah. catches, yards, touchdowns, that was also in Mike Reese's column, which I know he mentioned today, and like we we're, we're talking about now, and which kind of baffles me. Kind of, it almost makes me a little angry because we we talked about it two years ago, but you know, you had the Gronkowski situation of retiring, etc. But then it was really unaddressed last year. They did draft two rookies. But at the same time, it was like it was almost like a second year of just like, OK, I guess we're not going to have a tight end this year. You know, hope, hope, hope Claire's not listening to this, uh, you know, but I, I look at it and say they they need to get someone who, uh, you know, who can play that position. You know, even yep. and, and if, you know, Devin Asiasi comes and develops, I think that's great. I don't know if Dalton Keene's a real pure tight end. There might be some kind of versatility that he can do some things, but I wouldn't expect him to necessarily be you know, a projected starter tight end in the league, you know, down the line. And, uh, you know, that's why for me, my my number one free agent that I want to get is Johnny Smith. I mean, that's to me, that's who I want. Okay. Um, I know a lot of people talk about Hunter Henry, uh, but Smith to me. I'd I, rather Smith. I, I, I know Henry, you look at him and, you know, he has uh, some really nice hands. You know, he's a good pass catcher. He does a lot of good things. And I know Belichick thinks highly of him. But at the same time, I think Smith has more upside. Plus, he's been more durable. Um, you know, and he does a lot of, he does a lot of things well too. So I, I think that with Smith, he's still kind of projecting forwards where, Hen- you know, Henry, I think kind of is what he is. Okay. And I really am kind of looking at guys in free agency this year. My hope is that they're targeting guys kind of in their mid twenties with the chance to kind of build. And I think Smith is that guy and he brings a lot of speed and athleticism to a position that honestly hasn't been uh, relevant for two, three seasons. So, well, Derek, again, it's very important. I'm glad that you brought up the tight end position because, uh, it has not been addressed. Now, I am hopeful that one or potentially two of these tight ends of the draft, like you said, does Dalton King work out? I don't know. But I think hopefully I'm hoping that Devin Asiasi works out. But that doesn't mean that you should not bring in someone else. They should bring in tight ends. They've Again, they've done this going back to the beginning of the dynasty. They brought in tight ends. They've, they've done that before. If you can Christian bring in Fourier, one veteran. They've done this. Can- if you can bring in one veteran to play the position, yeah, you can not? then it, you 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 can still work in Kevin Asiasi or Keen yeah. and have them grow together. But you need someone who knows how to play the position. They really yep. don't have totally a competent there. NFL veteran tight end, and, and that's what and they you need. need. And you need somebody that your quarterback trusts. Yep, because it was obvious that Newton didn't trust them last year because there was times when one or the other was wide open. I go back to that Raiders game week three where he throws that interception. Asiasi was running down the sideline all alone. Yeah. Newton didn't throw him the ball. He tried Newton's to... had a lot of success with tight ends, you know, throughout his career. Right, but I don't up think he England. trusted them. Yeah. Right. And, then, and I think that's a factor too. And, and look, I think if you, you know, Edelman, it seems like he's going to be back, but I just feel like with all due respect to Julian and all that he's done for the Patriots and his career, I just think it's a hard position to really – you can't really count on him as, as weird as that is yep. just because his, of his health issues. And I, I want him yep. to be on the field if he feels like he wants to be there. But yep. at the same time, you have to, you almost have to factor him like he's not going to be. And uh, if you can address this tight end position and maybe get one or two of these veteran receivers as well, along with Jacoby Myers and Demir Bird, I think you can kind of put something together there. But again, like we've talked about with Bird and Myers, yep. those guys are, you know, third, fourth guys, you know, you really need those top one or two tier guys. And I can see the Patriots spending money at the tight end position, especially because their cap hits are relatively low. I'm not sure that you're going to see them break the bank for a receiver in free agency. You know, the free, you know, the free agent receivers are 
are kind of a different conversation to me. You know, Kenny Galladay from the Lions, he's going to be the top guy paid. I just don't see them paying a wide receiver on the free agent market top tier money. But then if you look at guys like, you know, Curtis Samuel is a very popular name for the Panthers, has a connection with Cam even. Okay, he's a versatile player. I almost feel like I'm, the more and more I see people talk about a guy like Curtis Samuel or Corey Davis or some of these younger guys, I almost feel like they're making more of the player than they are. Like I think Curtis Samuel is going to be is a good player. He's not necessarily a great player. I, I like I'd like to have I'd still like them to make the move, but I want people to understand that this is not necessarily going to be like a number one star receiver. Sure. I just don't think you're going to make the Allen Robinson, you know, Kenny Galladay kind of like playmaking guy. I think you can get two reliable players that can contribute to the offense at that position. And I think that's more of what they'll go because again, if you look at the tight end to receiver cap hits, so you're more really realistic. Dark. That's what this is. You're being realistic and you're <laughs> well, like, I try at, to be, <laughs> no, you do. And, and think about it. That's what the Patriots have had through their whole dynasty. They really, with the exception of a couple of years with Randy Moss, that they didn't win a Super Bowl, by the way, but thank you. Uh, you know, yeah, they've like always had two, Two or three reliable guys. Not That's right. Particularly great guys. You know? But it's, and, it's yeah, pieces I mean, of the puzzle, Derek. And listen, while you're talking about all this, I want to share some comments because there are a lot of people that agree with you. Let's start with my friend Chris, who sold on John Every Smith. show I do, I'm sold on Smith too. Let's share this too. Yes, John, who cheaper and more durable than Hunter Henry goes along. Yeah, Hunter with Henry, you. better pass catcher. I, like, I think John, who is a better blocker, yep. also I younger, more durable. Miguel <laughs> agrees with you. Miguel, thank you. So, Miguel so again, I, no again, one's disagreeing of, with me. That's unfortunate. No, no, and <laughs> and honestly, Team Derek continues to grow. But Derek, I have to also share this with you. Be careful, Derek. Claire, Claire is listening. listening. Okay. Well, maybe she, maybe someone disagrees. But, you know, Claire should not be upset. Claire should be excited because I do think the writing's oh, on the wall for them I, to I add somebody. I have, a, I have a feeling I have a feeling that before the end of the day, no later than Thursday, yep. the Patriots will have made a move at tight end. I hope you're right, Derek. Because really, the tampering really period starts, you know, tomorrow. Yep. And then, you know, we all know about that. Adam Schefter is going to have about 60 tweets and and, save to draft for 12.01 on Wednesday. And uh, (laughs) be ready to rock and roll. You'll see some. Yeah, no, Claire Claire is a Ryan Izzo apologist. Yeah, (laughs) unfortunately, maybe she can fly over so she can drive him to the airport. Oh, Uh, man. Oh, Derek, you're going to get yourself all kinds of trouble here. All right. Real quick, though, Russ, real quick. The next British invasion. Yeah, the, ahead, the last thing I want to say about the free agency receivers, yep. for now at least, is the fact that, by the way, what I'm saying about them paying these top-tier guys, I'm not trying to be like a wet blanket. I'm just saying if you look at it from what they typically do, I think they've I been willing to give out pretty sizable tight end contracts in the past because that they're not necessarily breaking the bank. And Rob right. Gronkowski really kind of – he he actually didn't make as much as you thought he even could have because I definitely didn't. He, he could have he could have really asked for more and that tight end market would have soared. But because he kind of suppressed the number for so long, you look at the tight end cap hits; they're really not that bad. Wide yep. receiver is a totally different ball game, so that's why I'm just not expecting them to make that kind of move. But to what you guys have said before, I still think that you can get you know maybe two solid players at that position and combine them with guys that you already have and if you make that move at tight end you have good running backs all you you know you have a pretty good offensive line now it looks like you have an actual competent offense and that was something that they didn't have last year they really barely had it the year before 
Yeah, You're making well, a lot of sense, but this goes to what I'm going to talk about right now, what, what I want to talk about. You're making perfect sense because you understand how the Patriots do business. Steve understands it. I understand it. We understand what they look for because, again, I, I hear all this talk about Galladay. Well, Galladay won't be coming to the Patriots because of Matt Patricia. And honestly, again, I, I could really care less about that because, again, the reason why that's being brought up is really to take a shot at the Patriots. A lot that you hear is to take shots at the Patriots. Three of us know how the Patriots do business. They're trying to build a team. They're not always looking at the the highest-end talent. They're looking for the right fit, and they're willing to pay, but it has to be the right fit. But that's going to go to this, guys. Now I want to move on from Cam Newton. There's outrage on Cam Newton returning. Read any newspaper here in Boston or or even across the United States. Many members of the media – again, have come out, especially the broadcast media, they are oh, yeah. outraged that this has happened. Now, I Scott Zolak was going to have uh, a connection. now in play, <laughs> right? I saw that's, that. That's right. 0-16 is now in from, play. From and, the number one sports station in uh, Boston. Right. 0-16, or a winless Patriots season, I think right. is how they worded it, right. Right. is now, now in play. Now, listen – I understand why fans, we've already talked about this, would be upset because they want the turnaround to be now. They want someone that's going to get them to to compete for a Super Bowl now. Derek, Steve, the Patriots are not going to compete for a Super Bowl this season. Let's just be honest. We said this on the last show. I want them to rebuild the team that in hopefully a few seasons they can be there building something for the future, not just for one season. So I think part of the outrage from fans could be they see Cam Newton from last season and they're like, uh-oh, we're going to do the same exact thing. They're not looking at it the way I'm looking at it as a placeholder. The media well, is a completely tough. different thing. The it's media- tough, though, too, you know, because you you have Brady for so long who just set yeah, expectations. Yeah, let's be honest. We've been spoiled. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, of course. And you and the expectations and, and everything was just such a such a different level. You almost have to, like, recalibrate and realize that's not happening, okay? That's a very rare thing to happen. Not just Brady, but a star quarterback. There are several of them in the league, but they're not easy finds. And so now you have to kind of take that step back. And, yeah, yeah the outrage, I, I, I think certainly – I think there are a lot of fans that are upset, but I think for fans, you know, including myself, I would say, yep. you know, it's like, it's more just disappointing that they're in this position, but you knew it was, you, you also knew it was coming, but you just wish there was a better solution out there. It's with, almost like you don't you want know. to accept it, right? You don't sure. want to accept that this is who they are right now. You want, you want them to be back to what they were a few seasons ago, being able to contend for a Super Bowl. Sure. That's not them right now. And but this we knew, basically tells you that. Too. That's not who they are. What? Yeah, we knew we knew this was going to happen eventually, though. And exactly. You know, we've exactly. Talked for a long time, we've done the show for ten years together. We knew at some point the ride was going to stop. So exactly, I, I look at it and say, okay, I, I don't really get the out. I mean, I I kind of get the outrage, but I also kind of don't. Uh, I understand it because it, he didn't play great last year. He had mo- he had his moments, but it was a lot more bad than good, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. and so I understand people not being thrilled about it. I I don't really understand the outrage because again we've already talked about it at the start of the show. If you look at him versus the other options, tell me who you really want that's better. I just I don't. Everyone I mean, wants Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and it's, I, it, that's pie in the sky. But these are not realistic, and that's right. the exactly. problem. 
Now, if you want to tell me you want to bring in like Mitch Trubisky or Gardner Minshew because they can just throw the ball, I mean, and and Cam really struggled to throw the ball. I get it. I do get that. I would argue that you're going to find you got Cam on a cheap deal that with the locker room that, you know, really cares for him, that he has some cachet with free agents. These things kind of almost outweigh that. Like, yeah, I understand you can get someone who is a better thrower of the football, but I think that Cam brings other elements that balance out his lack of uh, of throwing ability right now. And I look again, I understand it. We we talked about it all last season, how, how much Cam struggled here, there. I just look at it and say, for right now, for one year, but just build around them and try to get better. You're just trying to ascend. And, exactly. And, and, and that, this trying to take a step. Now, well, and and for, the forget. bottom line is, everyone is acting like this is the end-all, be-all for the season. Exactly. It's, it's not. not. They're not done yet. Yeah. No. Free agency doesn't even start for three more days. No. Even, okay. even if, if you're telling – even if you told me right now – Okay, Cam is your starting quarterback for sure. It's locked in for the rest of the year. I don't even really care because I look at it and say it's a one-year deal. They have they have all this cap space, all these draft capital to build up the team. I'm more interested in what moves they're making to build for the. I, I need to see them make moves and identify players well, that they want to build with for several years. That's my goal this week. My goal well, is not for them to trade for a franchise quarterback and trade seven first rounders for Deshaun Watson. I know that's not going to happen. I don't care if Cam's not the answer, but let, let's try to see, let's make some moves for some veterans in free and see maybe, maybe they do draft a quarterback. And all of a sudden our conversation in 45 or 46 days is a totally different one, different tune. It's just like, I, I get, I, I, I get the frustration with the situation. I don't really get the outrage from the broadcast media media aside oh, from their personal agendas of just trying to drum it's up all personal calls. oh yeah, i get yeah. it Derek. that's all it but, is. but getting back to that i mean if, if they have a bunch of money to spend in free agency yep. they can make a lot of really good moves in free agency that's right and now all of a sudden all these holes on the team are going to start being filled and then with the draft coming up if they get the right young quarterback then we're 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 going to be watching Cam and saying it's okay because For this year. kid, this kid is learning. He's got he he'll be on the sideline all year long with Josh McDaniels. He'll be talking to Cam when he comes off the field. Yeah, and then and Cam knows they're going to be grooming this young kid exactly. To take and I, and I don't know, and I don't know if Cam is you know would be a great guy to like you know groom help help groom the next guy, but I don't think he'd be a bad one. Like some, you would say a lot of negative things about Cam by, by all accounts, we know how hard he works out. We know he really puts a lot of effort into getting ready physically for the game, mentally for the game. You know, it seems like a lot of people like him. It seems like a lot of energy around him. So I don't really think a young quarterback would, would be in a bad situation being behind him. And, and I, it's just, again, again, I look at it from a team perspective and I'm saying, okay, this is the this is this is the exciting part now. This is the exciting part with March and getting ready for the draft is they are now at the stage of this quote unquote rebuild. Well, it's not quote unquote, it's just a flat out rebuild <laughs> that they need to identify guys that they're gonna build with moving forward. And that's what's right. gonna be exciting these next couple of days is because I think that they're gonna start working on that. Right. And listen, they're gonna be fans. Steve and I obviously remember Dark, it's before your time, but there was a time when Scott Seekiels was the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots, Steve. But you know what? They drafted Drew Bledsoe. Now, the Patriots don't have the luxury of drafting at number one, but they still have the ability to have someone in there as a placeholder 
And then some, then the next guy can take over at some point. And like you said, Derek, learn, but the, the outrage, uh, and, uh, and then I, I, I want to move on. Like I said, I understand a little bit, and you guys did a good job talking about the fans. The issue is that many media members don't like it because it doesn't benefit them. Let's just call it what it is. It doesn't benefit them. They want the names. They want something to talk about. And after a while, they know that talking about Cam Newton is just not going to give you ratings. It's not going to get people to click on your articles. It hurts you. It's about them. It's not about what's best for the Patriots, Derek and Steve. We know, I, I feel strongly that the three of us have a good idea of what's best for the Patriots, of how to build a team, and we're, we're talking about it. Those guys that, again, that are preaching and are destroying this move, and actually some that are trying to get people to be extremely upset at Belichick. Listen, Belichick has made his mistakes. Belichick has had some terrible drafts. He's, he's made some mistakes in free agency. But you know what? It wasn't just Tom Brady all those years. It was a lot of players that were brought in. Belichick played a good part of that, and then obviously the players that, that were here. So, again, for me, the outrage is about the people who are upset about it, not about what's best for the New England Patriots. Just that's the way I'm looking at it. Anyways, let's move on. Coming up next, guys, we're going to talk about some moves the Patriots have made. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, guys, let's get to it. Let's talk about some offensive linemen moving around here. Let's start with yep. a big one. A real Steve, big one. I'm going to start with you. <laughs> Every, a huge one. Every now, one. Now, Steve, when you heard the news that the Patriots were bringing back Trent Brown, what was going through your mind? I thought, okay, bring him back. I've heard all the negative talk about him in Oakland. That's fine. Gets another fresh start here in New England. Who's to say he can't be that same player from a couple seasons ago? Wh- what were you thinking when you heard the news? I thought it was a great move on their part. Um Trent Brown played really, really well when he was with New England. And, you know, a a lot of people are basing, oh, he was a bust in Oakland on last year. He made the Pro Bowl his first year in Oakland. So, you know, I think people are kind of forgetting about that part. Yeah, he had some issues last year. Uh, You know, he had COVID and he had some lingering injuries. I think he's going to be just fine here. And now – you know, they're, they're going to be asking him, I believe, to play right tackle because, you know, we're going to be talking about their other move shortly. Yep. And I think that is a perfect place. I mean, you have – if they can re-sign David Andrews, and I know we'll get to that later. Yep. 
you have Isaiah Wynn. I think Michael Owenu is going to be your left guard because we all believe Joe Tooney is going to be gone. You have yep. David Andrews, Shaq Mason, and Trent Brown. You have a group of maulers on your front offensive line that this running game is going to be even better than it was. You know, I think I I think they're primed for a huge year running the football. And I think, you know, the one thing to remember about Trent Brown, he's still young. He's 28 years old. So, you know, it's not like he's on his last legs. Uh, I just think it was a really good move on their part. They got him to agree to a uh, a reduction. They're going to pay him 11 million bucks. And I yep. don't, I don't think that's a bad deal for one year. And, you know, that means Trent Brown is motivated because yes. now he's only 28 years old. He's playing for another huge payday. I think the yep. only concern about Trent Brown for me would be that, look, he, he wasn't 100% bought in before his first time in the, with the Patriots, right? He was brought here. The team was, he was able to work with Dante and the coaching staff, and he kind of bought in. They really seemed to unlock what he did best, and then that catapulted him to some time in Oakland. And then he wasn't really happy there, and his work ethic has been called out, and he's he sat out a lot of games, and people were questioning how hurt he really was, and there was a lot of weird circumstances there. Now he's back. Now it seems like he's ba- based on his social media accounts that he's very happy to be back, which is always a great yeah. sign. I'm happy he wants to be here. He's a very physically t- gifted player. I mean, born with tr- tremendous you know physical ability, and. Uh, I think with him, I, I'm happy that he's back here. I'm happy he wants to be there. I do have, you know, obviously concerns about what his future with the team is. Now, it, it's a one-year contract for now, right? So he will yep. be a free agent next year. Does that propel him to get another big deal? Or will he want to stick around for a couple of years? And if you give him money, is he still going to be able to play ball? Or is he going to fall back into the kind of the sand traps that he fallen in the past with San Francisco uh, and, and uh, Las Vegas Raiders? So to me... And which, by the way, still sounds just very weird to say. But uh, yep. I, I would say, you know, ha- again, happy with the move. I think you know what they gave up was peanuts. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I couldn't. I think that was a very solid addition. And look, you have some questions. You know, we just talked about. You know, you have talked about. You know, the offensive line projections. If they can bring David Andrews back, they're going to have a pretty solid offensive line for whoever's throwing the football. So that's always a great sign. I do think tackle is still a questionable need. Because we are going to talk about the Marcus Cannon trade here in a second, yep. but you know Isaiah Wynn, the, I think I think it's May third is or I want to say right around there is the deadline for the Patriots to claim his fifth year option, pick up his fifth year option, which I believe would pay him right around just a little north of ten million dollars. Well, he's missed a lot of time, and that's a pretty big chunk of money to pay for someone who has has not been able to stay on the field consistently, but has been pretty good when he's here. So I, I still wonder if they're going to try to address tackle, whether through the draft or with some kind of veteran presence as a, as an insurance policy, uh, you know, for for Isaiah Wynn. That's a, that's a situation we're going to have to monitor over the next six weeks or so. Okay. Well, and you got to remember, um, you know, when you're looking at tackle, they have Justin Heron, yep, who who filled in uh, on occasion there, but he can fill in uh, in the interior. Yeah, and he and flashed they still a little have bit Yod- too. Yodnick Yep. Yep. So um, I think it'll be in the draft. I, th- I think they'll they'll address this in the draft, and they'll see if they can develop a guy. Uh, I don't think they'll they'll go for a veteran um, unless they can't find the guy in the draft that they're looking for. Yeah, it might be and something. They might pick pick yeah. up a waiver wired 
guy, you know, down when I road. said vet, when I said veteran, Steve, I was envisioning someone like a Jermaine Illuminor type. Okay. Yeah. You know, but I do think that you, in, in free agency, it's funny with the NFL, you always see a lot of big splashes and then the market settles for those second guys. And then there's a little big push and then there's pretty much nothing until <laughs> after the draft. And then after the draft, there's usually a, another wave because, you know, teams focus on their the guys they really want to get when free agency starts. And then it's like, okay, let's see if we can get tackled in the draft. And if we can't, then we'll go after this veteran guy. But we'd rather yep. do it through the draft. So that could be a situation, too, where maybe they pick up a couple of these guys after the draft is made. Because also, post, post-draft, post you usually see all 32 teams cut a couple of guys. Hey, we were able to draft the tight end. Now we can cut the tight end that's probably making a little bit too much money now. You just didn't want to do it until you were assured of building with the young player. So that's why you always see a little more activity after the draft too. And that's where I think you could see the team maybe bringing in some kind of a swing tackle as an insurance policy for either Wynn or Brown potentially missing time. Okay, good stuff, guys. All right, let's talk about Marcus Cannon. We just heard the news that the Patriots traded Marcus Cannon to the Houston Texans. This is no shock to me, guys, and I'm just going to share just a little information. Steve knows this because I heard this information a little bit over a year ago. But I want to say last, not the, this January, but the January prior, that Marcus Cannon was not coming back to the Patriots and might retire, and I had some good intel on it. This backs that up. Marcus Cannon moved away, and Marcus Cannon, I was told, was not coming back to the Patriots. And, uh, th- and it's not a shock because he went home to Texas that yep. he ends up with the Houston Texans. This is a good deal for Marcus Cannon personally. He lives down there. So I think it's also a good deal for the Patriots as Miguel's listening, opens up some cap space. I think this is a win-win. Derek, over to you. Your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I thought it was a good trade for both sides. You know, the Texans need help at offensive tackle. They get a Mar- they get Marcus Cannon, who I think is 32. Uh, and he still has a little bit of good football in him. And I know even though he's been in Texas, he has been working out and staying in football shape. He does want to play, so they can help there. Now the Patriots have some flexibility after this Trent Brown acquisition that we just discussed. And, you know, now they save, I think it's a little bit north of $6 million, Miguel, if you're listening, if you want to, you know, message out how much the exact savings is. But it's they they get a little savings there. Yep. And, And I think even with the money... I think with Cam Newton coming in and then, uh, you know, paying Cam and then also with the, with, with, um, sorry, Marcus Cannon going out, I think they save like a little over a million and a half between those. And then you have obviously the Trent Brown deal, which I don't even know if those numbers are 100% out or dialed in. Again, another question from Miguel. If he's not listening live, I'll try to get it later <laughs> and put it on my page. But uh, I, I would say for, you know, the team, uh, I think I think the swap compensation for Marcus Cannon was a, was a draft swap of the in the fourth, fifth, and yep. sixth rounds. Yep. I'll try to get those numbers for the next show so we can kind of tighten those up. But basically, the Patriots are able to move up a little bit in each of those rounds for them to get anything for a 32 year old tackle that sat out last year. I think is a win. Now they can save a little extra money and allocate it to other areas. I think it was a good trade for both sides. All right, here's Miguel with Thanks. Marcus Cannon saving is six point two hundred seventy six. 1,250. So thank you, Miguel. Thanks, Miguel. <laughs> Steve, over to you. What are your thoughts about this? Again, I think this is a win-win for both sides for and also for the player. And uh, I think this opens things up for the Patriots. Win-win-win all the way across. Three like ways. Yep. Um, I think it's a great move for the Patriots. You know, they drafted Cannon in the fifth round. So yep. if you take TCU. the – 
Yep. If if you take the trade of picks fourth, fifth, and sixth that they swapped with Houston, that you know how they do that equivalent, uh, you know, value thing for the NFL draft. It comes out to a fifth round pick. So <laughs> the Patriots got Marcus Cannon for eight very good years that he gave them. Yeah. They're saving six point two seven six million on you know the salary cap and you know they're they're getting back their initial pick plus you know with switching the picks with Houston that means they pick a little earlier which you know might might come into play if there's a guy in the middle rounds that they want yep um Cannon obviously wanted to go home to Texas now he'll play for Houston Houston right. gets they get a, a very good when he's on the field he's a very good right tackle and um you know, I, I saw uh, there was, uh, of course, as always, how people love to kick the guy on the way out the door. I saw some comments. Oh, well, since getting a guy that is guaranteed one, you know, holding penalty for, in every oh, game. Please. And I'm like, um, guys, in in eight years with New England, he had 13 holding penalties. <laughs> okay. So Now that's um, a stats, Dave. Yeah. Okay. 13 holding penalties in eight years. And uh, in fact, the last five years, he had eight. So the it's, last actually, five years, it's actually crazy with, with, he was Cannon. a good player for the Patriots guys. He was, he was no, I mean, they, they've had, they've I mean, had a lot of, they've had a lot of success with late round offensive linemen yeah. and going back to his days at TCU, when he was coming out um, that year, a lot of people yeah, expected it. Yeah, that was the non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yeah, but yes. he he also was. They weren't sure if he was going to be able to stick a tackle at the pro level. A lot of him thought that maybe he was a guard, but is he too big to be a guard? He ended up sticking at right tackle, and and you know he wasn't he wasn't. I don't think you know. I wouldn't say he was like a you know a a dead you know like uh, a, kind of like a dead zone tackle where no one's getting by. But he was pretty solid for a long period of time. Yeah. You know, he had a good career here. I'm not sure exactly why. Uh, you know, we've and we've talked about it or alluded to it in the past with him kind of ready to move on. I don't know if he just got sick of it, if he just wanted to be back in Texas, whatever the situation was. Um, you know, it worked out here for a long time. Yeah. They got good value for the pick. He was able to have some success on the field, get paid. Now he's right. back where he wants to be. I really, again, you really couldn't ask for a, a better trade. And and now that the you know now that the Houston Texans and the Patriots have made a trade, Russ, those 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 trade wins are blowing again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> More now the Casario and Belichick have gonna deal. Oh, you, oh, uh, look at that! I knew that was coming. They're taking trade calls. Interesting. I wonder. Hey, I wonder if they discussed <laughs> anything else. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, guys, <laughs> I want to talk about these two players that I think both, again, key contributors to the Patriots for for a while now. Lawrence Guy mm. and David Andrews. They're going to test free agency, and uh, a team in our division is probably going to go after both of them. You know, again, they. This uh, coach, Mr. Flores, has a lot of knowledge on both of these players. So, Steve, how concerned should we be that both of these players are going to free agency? Can you see one or both coming back to the Patriots? Well, I could see David Andrews coming back. And, you know, to a degree, I could see Lawrence Guy coming back. But I think they're going to generate, especially Lawrence Guy, I think he's going to generate a lot of interest around the league. I We heard that Miami – you know, is is kind of all in on uh, David Andrews, and I, I would be concerned about that if I'm New England because you know uh, this is a guy that played 
college football down south. So, you know, uh, maybe the warm weather would, you know, entice him back. But, you know, last year Miami signed all, you know, Landon Roberts, Kyle Van Noy, Ted Karras. And none of those three are going to be on the team this year. So that's interesting. I don't know if it means anything. But if I'm David Andrews, I think I'd probably opt to stay put. But you never know how much how much sway money is going to have in that because yep. I have a feeling Miami will offer him more than New England. But Lawrence Guy, I, I, at first I was kind of pretty much adamant that he was going to return. I'm not so sure. I think a guy like him. I think someone's going to pay him. I think, yeah, someone's going to, because they know a value of a guy like Lawrence Guy. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, like one. Yeah. yeah a nice. player like Lawrence Guy, I should say. Exactly. Um, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, yep. Uh, you know, teams, they know what kind of value he brings to the table. And I, I remember when, you know, the, the Ravens lost him to New England, Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh, I should say, uh, you know, was pretty vocal about what a great guy he is and what a very good player he is. And, you know, at the time they couldn't afford to bring him back. And so I, I kind of have that feeling that guy's going to be playing ultimately. Yeah, I have that same feeling, Steve. I thought of re- I thought initially Lawrence Guy would return, but now I'm just not as confident in that as I once was. David Andrews, I think, is going to generate some decent interest. There's a lot of teams that need some offensive line help. But I do think he will take a relative hometown discount. I don't think they can go way under, but I know he enjoys his time here. Him and his wife, are, I believe, are expecting in several months. I, I'm not sure he's really antsy to move. Um, I so, I, But I think if they come up with a competitive offer, which I think they will, yep. uh, I think that he will stay. That would be a big blow to the team. They have some good offensive linemen now, but he is the leader of that group. He, you know, he does a lot of things really well. He's good for he's good for the locker room, good for the franchise. So I really would not like to lose him. Uh, and I'm expecting somewhere in the neighborhood of like, you know, four four years, forty million. I'd say right around there. I think he's going to be about ten million a year, give or take. You know, like we talked about, Joe Tooney is definitely going. Uh, it's it's he's going to break the bank. And I'll be shocked. I, I think Joe. I think by Wednesday, I'll be shocked if shocked if Joe Tooney is not if not the highest paid guard in the NFL up at the top and he's not with either the New York Jets, the San Diego, San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> or Cincinnati Bengals. I think he's going to land with one yeah, of those. Yeah, I think by 5 p.m. on Wednesday Joe Tooney will be heading yeah. out of town. Okay, great stuff by the two of you. All right. And uh, one one thing we forgot to mention is the Patriots did uh, retain Justin Bethel. I knew you were going to yes. say that. I was actually yes. going to include that. Thank you for yes. mentioning that. That's uh, good. We, yep. we Sneaky neglected good move. Yes. It's, a, it's a very good move. And, yep. you know, again, some people were, you know, Harumphing. lambasting <laughs> Bill Belichick for signing a special teams guy. But let me tell you what, very that's good. a great move. Yep. That's a great move. And that's- and from what was talked about by, I want to say, Jim McBride, who's been on a heater these last couple of weeks with some good yep. breaking news. Uh, Jim's he, awesome. Yeah, he is. And uh, I believe he said that the team was talking with Cody Davis, too about, you know, another special, another core special teamer, uh, you know, to get a deal done. And look, you know, with Matthew Slater, probably only got another year or two left. Yep. You know, Justin Bethel's presence here is is huge. 
Uh, and we know how much value the team puts in special teams. And 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 look, we saw it on a firsthand basis last year of of what a good special teams unit can yeah. do in the win column. So you know, I mean, you people can laugh. You know, I, I know, I know, it's fun. It's it, the media. See, the, it's you know, stupid. Thing, a lot you of know, the Boston they're, media, they just they just love stupid. to blame Belichick for oh. anything. I shouldn't even brought it up because now I can't even. I can't even move on without Russ, you know, look at his head. The vein in the middle of his forehead is just <laughs> protruding. It's just out there. Because uh, you know what, Derek? <laughs> I've heard so much negativity when it comes to the Patriots special teams. Be- just because these players aren't making top dollar or they're just special teamers. How much negativity has been put towards that? I think it's ridiculous. These players have made a difference of the Patriots over the entire dynasty. Yeah, it's not a Go sexy move. Back. I get it's not Go a sexy move, back. but it's a very good one. So I'm glad that Steve brought I'm glad that Steve brought that up. Do you okay. I mean I know I don't know, Russ, if you have any more topics for the show or if we're wrapping up here. Oh, I you do. do? Okay. I do. Then I'll let and I'll actually defer. actually I think this is gonna be a good way to end. I was gonna mention in Gawkway, but maybe Steve can mention it in my topic. And listen, if you're watching live, I want you to participate. So feel free to share your thoughts on this. Okay, Derek. That was Who my do you question. Want? There you go. Who do you want? Now, free agency is about to begin. You're Bill Belichick. What is your first move? We're not talking about P- Patriots players because, again, that's that's obvious. We're talking about in free agency, regardless. You know, again, take take away the, the Patriots players. Who do you want? Give me three names of players you want. Give me your plan, and then I'll go to Steve. All right. My, th- my three names of, of who I want. Um I will start with Jonu Smith. I kind of already spoiled that to start yep. the show. That to me is the best answer at tight end. I'd be happy with Hunter Henry, but I th- I would prefer Jonu Smith for several reasons. I kind of talked about it already. My free and receiver, I'll probably say Corey Davis. I think there's some upside there that he started to unlock. He's a receiver that they can play outside. He he can do a lot of different things. I I believe Corey Davis can be you know a beneficial piece. I know some people want. Curtis Samuel, I'd be happy with that too, but yep. you know, one of those guys. And you know what? The third, I like Steve's. I think Steve's thoughts on Yannick Ngakwe. He's still yeah, a young not? player. He hasn't really, you know, he he can bring a lot of pass rush ability to the table. To the table, I I would say if it's not Ngakwe, I need them to make. I'd like them to make a sexy move on the defensive line. They need somebody to make kind of a a splash there. Whether that's you know one or two players. They need some help on that defensive line, especially if you lose Lawrence guy, which is kind of trending that way. So I would like them to make those, you know, those three moves, tight end, mid tier receiver, someone on that defensive line, if not two guys, I think that would be a good good way to start off free agency. Okay, Steve, how about you? Give me your three names. Who do you want, Steve? You're Belichick. Who do you want? Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna have two sexy names and then a Bill Belichick name. Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. because I, I agree with Derek. Jonu Smith is my number one tight end. Wow, you guys are all on the same page on this. Yeah, no. I, I think because, you know, again, it, I think Hunter Henry has a little bit more upside when he's on the field. But Jonu Smith is a guy who's been, you know, he's been durable his career where Hunter Henry has not been. Not been, yeah. Uh, um, for my, sex, my sexy number two guy would be Curtis Samuel. Okay. Because I think he's a fit for what the Patriots would do. I think he would he would fit into the locker room seamlessly. I think he already has a, a relationship with Cam. So I think those two would gel right away. And again, I, I don't think he's gonna be a fifteen hundred yard kind of guy, but I think he'll get a thousand yards here. 
with the Patriots and Josh McDaniels. My third guy is because the guy we just talked about, the guy, Lawrence guy, I think he's going to be leaving. I want Henry Anderson. And not sexy. Yes. But no, but, that's a good, no, he, but you know, he was released from the Jets, so he can really sign any time anyway. Right. That would be a well, good name might, for the he defensive He might be line. waiting to see if anyone's banking, backing up the truck when free agency starts. But yep. he's not a sexy pick. But you need that big guy, and he's a very, very good player. I, I've I've always liked Henry Anderson. I think he'd be a really good fit for the Patriots, and I think they need they need a couple of really big uh, defensive linemen that can play in the interior. You know, I mentioned a couple of the guys in yep. draft profiles, and I think they might go that way. But at the same time, having a veteran like him, I think he'd fit right in. I think he'd love playing for Belichick. Okay. I'm going to give you my three names. Guys, you ready for this? I'm going to give you Bobby Hamilton, Matt Chatham, and Otis Smith. <laughs> oh, that's right. They actually all brought them all in. In 2003. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, gee, that would be one of Russ's favorite teams. Oh, actually, Russ's favorite team, the 2003 team. But, you know, we're, we're not going to continue on that. But I'm going to share some comments because we have some people sharing some comments. Let's do it. Miguel, here we go. I want John U. Smith, Tomlinson, and Curtis Samuel. Ooh. My friend Chris says Smith, Watkins. I'm a no on Samuel Watkins. Samuel. Oh, I'm uh, well, I, I think that with, with what he is in his career now, I think that, again, he's not a number one receiver like so many, so many people thought he could be when he came out of, uh, was it Clemson? And, uh, but he, he can still bring a dimension to this offense that they don't oh, have. Yeah. Um, and, yes, that's uh, speed yes. factor. Yes, and they do and, need and to I get think, faster there. You know, and again, he was the number three or four guy. I wrote about him earlier this this uh, winter yep. after the season ended because I think, you know, he's not a, a first-tier guy. He's more of a second-tier guy. He might be your number three option, but with that speed factor that he brings. And he's been pretty productive. You figure he was playing behind Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey in KC. Yeah. So I mean, he wasn't going to get a lion's share of the football there, regardless. I think no, he, but he's he, he's carved out a, a a career. It just wasn't what it was expected to right. to be, right? Because you know, so people expected him to be up here, you know, a number he's one not, kind of guy, and he just. Isn't. But uh, I think if you bring him in for a decent contract, you know, I I think he could be a, a really nice fit here, especially yeah. if you're bringing in, you know, Samuel. Yeah, and I like Curtis Samuel a lot. Look, he he's he's someone who can kind of find the soft spots in zones. He can line up inside, outside. He's he's taking snaps at running back. Um, you know, it's not Patriot really, It's not really right. a long. It's not really a long term shot, but he does have a connection with the quarterback that you just inked to a contract too. If you yep. want to throw that in there, and yes, I do think he would be a good fit for this offense. So he's a popular name out there. All right, good stuff. Great stuff. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap up the show. Before we go, I I want to mention this because again. Anyone that has listened or watched this knows how I feel about the Boston sports media. I'm not going to talk about that. What I am going to say this now, and I said this in the last show, I want to continue to say this. There's some great podcasts out there. If you're not going to watch Patriots 4th and 2 or listen to it, check out the Claire Perspective. I would highly recommend the Claire Perspective, our friend Claire Cooper. I would also recommend Patriots Unfiltered. These are podcasts that you should know. If you're not listening, listen, please do. Obviously, you want to listen to um, what's it? Unlock Patriots, Mike. No, lo- lo- yeah, no, locked on. Yep, locked Sorry. on Patriots. Sorry yep. about that, Mike. Locked on Patriots. But-
but only listen when Steve's on and not when Murph's on. Anyways, <laughs> got to mention Tuesday. my ass. Tuesday. 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 Sorry, Steve. Sorry, Murph. Uh, I love you, Murph. Me. Sorry, Murph. I love you, though. <laughs> Murph oh, knows boy. I love him. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving Murph a hard time with the Gardner Minshew thing. You, I would say before we wrap up the show, my last comment yeah. would be I am excited for this week on a lot of different yeah. levels. And I think that a lot, you know, fans across the NFL, there's a lot of optimism at this time of year anyway. But for Patriots fans, uh, there's going to be some moves made this week. By the time we do a next show, there's going to be a lot more to talk about. Okay. And I, before I totally we agree. go, yes. I just got a text from our first, well, our, our uh, wonderful boss, Ian. So yep. Make sure you tell all our listeners out there to subscribe and like our videos on YouTube. Yes. And, Thank you, Ian. And yes. So Ian, I screwed up. I totally screwed up. I totally screwed up because Ian tells me this it's all the time. It's a good thing time. we didn't talk bad about Ian today. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> and and uh, and Mike, the abate, again, I can't believe that, you know, as Miguel said, there's there's a Goldman. That was a huge Goldman. Goldman. Yeah, right, I'm Goldman. Patriots, but it's locked hey, on. Did you Patriots. listen to Miguel on Mike's show this week? He was awesome. He was money. Well, there you go. There you go. There you go. And and one last thing on Murph. Do listen to Murph on <laughs> on Mike's show, and then also on One Patriot Place with Steve, which is excellent as well. Thanks. But you know, I listen for Steve, not really Murph. Anyways, <laughs> just kidding. Just one one more shot at Murph. We do have to wrap this up. For Steve Balsteri and Derek Havens, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Patriots 4th and 2, the official podcast of PatsFans.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.